Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, I'll be doing my 4th of July special edition where we talk about free agency, all the player movement, as well as trades that went down. Also, I'll talk a little bit of WNBA, the All-Star Reserves were named, so we'll talk about them. And some coaching news as far as the Chicago sky goes. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys. So it's your boy GD back again with the All Things Basketball Podcast. You know, I was trying to take a hiatus there, but it's like Al Pacino says in The Godfather Part 3. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. So, I'm back at it, guys. This is going to be the 4th of July edition of the episode. Since it's a day we celebrate the independence of this nation, we'll celebrate the independence of free agents going to the various spots that they go to. So, Alright, let's get into it. But before I even go there, I want to talk a little WNBA right quick. You have the All-Star Reserves now. You now have 12 players there. I'll give them to you in kind of team order. The Atlanta Dream, they got two players in. Alicia Gray and Cheyenne Parker. And I saw how they announced Cheyenne Parker. She was so excited. It was nice. It was a nice little gesture. Those two get in. Kalia Copper of the Chicago Sky. She makes it back in. Alyssa Thomas as well as Dewana Bonner for the Connecticut Sun. Alyssa Thomas, a no-brainer who many thought should be a starter. So she gets in as a reserve. Kelsey Mitchell for the Indiana Fever. So she's joining Aaliyah Boston as representatives for that organization. Nafisha, who you pretty much figure she's another person you could have made a starter as well as she's playing. Kelsey Plum, the Plum Dog, makes it in, and she's starting to heat up right now, so she's looking great. So she makes it in along with her teammates, Asia Wilson, Chelsea Gray, and Jackie Young. And then you have two New York Liberty players, Sabrina Inescu, as well as Courtney Vandersloot joining Brianna Stewart as All-Stars. Mag Begore of the Seattle Storm, she joins Jewel Lloyd. And then rounding out is Elena Deladon, who's having a great year. She tweaked her ankle, so we'll see what happens there, whether it's prolonged where she doesn't make the All-Star. I mean, there's still time for her to heal up in time for that, so we'll see what happens there. Of course, you have your snubs. I'll just name a few players. Melissa Smith for the Indiana Fever. Ryan Howard of the Atlanta Dream. They got a trio over there of her, Cheyenne Parker, and Leisha Gray. And Ryan Howard uh, showed her dismay by dropping 43 points just the other day. So Ryan Howard's someone you could make a case for. Marina Marbury of the Chicago Sky, you could make a case for her. And you can also make a case for Natasha Cloud as well. The perennial point guard over there with the Washington Mystics. So... Any of those players, but, you know, with any All-Star game, you're going to have snubs and so forth. So, 
but kudos to the ladies that made it and then we'll have the draft on july 8th where asia wilson and brianna stewart gets to draft the teams I'll be interested to see how they do in terms of drafting their own players, how that's going to work, because Asia's got to worry about three of her players, as opposed to Brianna, who has two teammates in there. So, so it should make for an interesting draft process there. So, But that is your all-star news there. And then a bit of coaching news. James Wade out as the coach and GM of the Chicago Sky. He held both positions, but he goes actually towards the NBA. He gets an assistant coaching job with the Toronto Raptors. So a lot of people say, oh, he left them high and dry. Yeah, you can make the case. What was the rush? But supposedly inside word is that there was no longer a meeting of the minds in terms of Wade and the organization. So... And then this job opportunity comes up, so kind of greases the skids, if you will, for him to make his departure. So, in the interim, you have Amri Vatasavir. That's the coach who's the interim and actually got the win, in fact, in their first game, uh, Chicago Sky beating the Indiana Fever on July 2nd. So, kudos to them for getting that win with the departure of Wade. So, all right, so that is your news right there. Now, let us get into free agency trades and so forth, all the moves. So, let's get into it. Here's how I'm going to do it I am going to cover the Eastern Conference first go in alphabetical order and then we'll go to the west so probably gonna have to split this up guys into two episodes i get the feeling because there's a lot ground to cover so let's get into the east the atlanta hawks the atlanta hawks they start out by trading uh john collins to utah for rudy gay and a future second round pick this trade has the smell of a salary dump, which it was. John Collins making $25 million a year. Atlanta frees themselves of that money. So he goes to Utah. I'll talk about the Utah end of it when I get to discussing Utah. But it does create $25.3 million in the trade exception. So this frees them up to use that money in other ways. And then bear in mind, too, that yeah, possible contract extensions coming up for DeJounte Murray, in fact, for Sadiq Bey, and then for Aneka Akangwu. So you got to re-up those guys, especially Akangwu. And then it seems like there was early discussion about Trey Young being on the move. It seems like that talk has kind of quieted down. It seems like he's there to stay as of this moment. Then we move on to Boston. Boston, they pretty much extend Christoph Porzingis after the trade, of course, that brought him to Boston. So he reads up for two years and 60 million. So that's your major move right there. Christoph Porzingis adding to that Boston front court, thus making Grant Williams a restricted free agent expendable. So he hasn't signed yet. 
I imagine they're probably going to do a wait and see, maybe see if somebody gives them an offer sheet and this gives them time to decide whether to match it or let him walk. So that development, we'll see what happens there. The Brooklyn Nets, they trade shooting guard Joe Harris. They've been trying to trade him for the longest time, so they were able to do it. They traded him along with two second round picks to Detroit. I'll talk about the Detroit end of it in a minute. But those two second round picks, a 2027 pick that belongs to Dallas and then a 2029 that belongs to Milwaukee. So Brooklyn dealing not even their own picks, the picks they got from others. They do resign Cameron Johnson, the young budding forward. They signed him to four years, $108 million. So they see a lot of promise in him. They want to use him as a building block over there along with Mikhail Bridges. And then they signed former Laker Lonnie Walker IV to a one-year contract. Turns to be announced. So Brooklyn making some slight moves. They also lose some players as well. Like a Patty Mills they lose. A Seth Curry as well. I'll talk about that later. And they're supposedly one of those teams in the mix for Dame Lillard. That's the big talk now, so we'll see what happens in that regard. Moving on to the Charlotte Hornets. They signed their point guard, LaMelo Ball, to the rookie max deal. Five years at $270 million. So they do the wise and prudent thing. They hang on to their star, and they give him the rookie max. So kudos to LaMelo Ball for securing that bag. And then, as we talk about people resigning, they actually resigned Miles Bridges to a qualifying offer. He was a player who they could have given a rookie extension to, but with the domestic abuse charges that were levied against him and which caused him to miss last season, he's going to be back. Pretty much, guys, he's going to be singing for his supper. Because he'll be a free agent after next year. So we'll see if he can be the player that he was prior to that. Where he had kind of a breakout season. So we'll see what happens in that regard. And then remember too. They drafted Brandon Miller. Also a small forward. So we'll see how that dynamic plays out. And then what's going to happen with your restricted free agent P.J. Washington. So far there hasn't been any movement on either side. He did have a career year in scoring. Scoring nearly 16 points per game. So you saw improvement in this game in that regard. And he fits what the Hornets need him to do. So we'll see what happens. It seems likely they'll bring him back. I don't see why they wouldn't. Moving on to Chicago. Chicago Bulls resign. Well, they actually give extension to Nikolai Vucevic. To a three year, $60 million extension. So they do the wise thing and extend Vucevic. So he'll be back. They apply for the disabled players exemption for Lonzo Ball. Speaking of the Ball family, Lonzo Ball, who had the knee surgery, so he's going to be out for the entire season next season. So they're looking to gain a $10.2 million exception for him being out next year. We'll see if the league rules in their favor. So, And then Andre Drummond, he opts into his player option for $3 million for next season. So this gives you an adequate backup center and Drummond to spell Vucevic. They also re-signed Kobe White. 
three years at $40 million. Kobe White, of course, he's your combo guard over there. He can light it up. He'll be staying in Chicago. Chicago signs free agents Javon Carter from Milwaukee. They signed him to a three-year deal at $20 million. And they signed small forward Torrey Craig to a two-year deal with a player option. The terms to be announced. So Chicago fortifying their bench and saying pretty much we're going to run it back. We're going to see what happens in that regard. So the point guard position still is in question, but pretty much it seemed like they're bringing back all the other pieces. So we'll see what happens there. Could they be a player in the Dame Lillard sweepstakes? Maybe. Probably take either DeMar DeRozan or Zach Levine to even get a conversation started with Portland. So we'll see what happens there. Cleveland, the Cleveland Cavaliers. They re-signed Karis LeVert, who played so well for them last season. Signs him to a two-year, $32 million deal, which seems about right for what he gives them. Play small forward over there. He can play shooting guard, spelling Donovan Mitchell. So you have that. They also signed free agent Gorgis Niang from the Philadelphia 76ers to a three-year, $26 million deal. And Matt Struess from the Miami Heat, four years at $63 million. Wow. And it ends up being actually a sign-and-trade where you have Seti Osman and Lamar Stevens going on the move along with a second-round pick to San Antonio. And then a second round pick going to Miami. So it ends up being a sign and trade, guys. Cleveland's pretty much saying, you know, we need to shore up our bench. And they do that with these deals here. So you now have some outside shooting there that you added with Niang and Struess. Cleveland making improvements as they were the fourth seed last year in the playoffs. Detroit Pistons, they acquired Joe Harris, like I said, in a trade. So they get Joe Harris there. You add him with Bojan Bogdanovich, and you have some nice outside shooting over there, guys. They also acquire point guard Monty Morris via trade. They got him from the Washington Wizards. So now you have a very capable backup point guard to play behind Jaden Ivey. Monty Williams starting to shore things up over there, so... These are nice additions for that young team, that's for sure. And then the Indiana Pacers, they signed free agent swingman Bruce Brown, who's coming from the world champion Denver Nuggets. They signed him to a two-year, $45 million deal with a team option. This is such a sweet signing for them to get a guy like Bruce Brown in your program, guy who's an energy player, a guy who's going to play both ways and just a solid addition to this team. Oh, by the way, they signed their point guard, Tyrese Holliburton, to the rookie max. Five years, $270 million. And rightfully so, you sign him to that kind of money. Definitely solidify your point guard situation with him on board. They also acquire Obi Toppin via trade. And they also trade... Shooting guard Chris Duarte, who they got a few years ago in the draft, by the way. And they sent him to Sacramento. But Obi Toppin, a guy who did not get an opportunity in New York to really shine. He goes to Indiana. 
Mind you, there's some young bigs over there that he's going to have to jump over, so to speak. He's going to have to prove himself over there. But think about this, guys. He goes to a team where Tyrese Hollyburton, taken after him in the draft, by the way, and Tyrese, look at the bag that Tyrese Hollyburton got, as opposed to Obi Toppin, who was supposed to be the man to replace Julius Randle. That didn't happen. I'll talk more about that in a minute. So he's see his new teammate get the bag, and he's kind of having to pretty much show and prove with this coming season so he can get him a bag. Obi Toppin, I think, will be motivated to do that this season. I think Rick Carlisle will give him a fair shake over there, so I'll be watching that very closely. But the Knicks lose Obi Toppin, and they trade him for... Well, I'll get to the next part of it in a minute. So that's Indiana. Miami shooting guard Victor Oladipo. He exercises his player option at $9.4 million, And then he gets dealt to OKC. With that trade, it creates $9.4 million in trade exception for the Miami Heat. And we'll see how they utilize that. Also, they resign power forward Kevin Love. They sign shooting guard Josh Richardson coming from New Orleans Pelicans. Oh, by the way, he was a former second round pick of the Miami Heat. So he returns to South Beach. And then, of course, the Miami Heat is the desired destination of Dame Lillard. Whether that happens or not, we'll see. Right now, the Portland Trailblazers are saying they're not through with a package where the highlighted player coming back is Tyler Hero. That's what they're saying right now. So will Miami have to get creative, involve other teams? We'll see what happens there. But, of course, Dane Watch is officially on, guys. So I'll talk about the Portland end of it when I get to Portland. Milwaukee Bucks. They... Pretty much escaped uh, themselves being in a bit of a firestorm by re-signing Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez. There was rumblings that if this didn't happen, maybe Giannis Antetokounmpo makes a little noise about him not wanting to be in Milwaukee. They do what they think is best for them and bringing back Middleton at three years, $102 million, And then Brooke Lopez got a two-year deal at $48 million. So Milwaukee's saying, you know, pretty much we're going to run it back. They did sign free agent shooting guard Malik Beasley from the L.A. Lakers. A one-year $2.7 million deal. And also they're bringing back Jay Crowder. So Jay Crowder will get a clean slate with new coach Adrian Griffin over there in Milwaukee. So I think he will be utilized better under Griffin as opposed to Bootenholzer last year. And then my New York Knicks. As I said, they trade Obi Toppin to Indiana for two future second round picks. Just to put this in perspective, guys, the Houston Rockets, they deal Kenyon Martin Jr., they deal him to the Clippers for two future second round picks. The only difference in the two deals, one guy was a lottery pick. As opposed to the other guy was a second round, a late second round pick at that. So this just spells, and I got to call it like I see it, a failure on the part of the front office. 
I understand, I get it at the time, they weren't completely sold on Julius Randle, so they call themselves drafting his heir apparent. But little did everybody know that Julius Randle will turn around and become a now two-time All-NBA player as well as two-time All-Star. Averaging over 20 points, 10 rebounds, and 5 assists. So, not many of those guys are in the league right now. With that said, Obi Toppin, as I said plenty of times, dating to my season recap of the Knicks, he wasn't going to get a fair shake here. Tibbs relies very much so on Julius Randle. Toppin was not going to get a fair shot here. And then, of course, we heard about the rumblings in the locker room, especially during the Heat series, in which they lost that series. So, like I was saying, Tom Thibodeau cost Obi Toppin the bag. Let's, let's be absolutely clear about that. His stubbornness, not to be at least creative in utilizing Obi Toppin. Could he have played small forward? Possibly could have. He has small forward skills, like I said, in a power forward's body. So why not try and line him and Randall up together and see what happens there? Tibbs did not want to be creative in getting him in the lineup. He cost the young man a bag. So Obi Toppin, I'm rooting for him. Again, I didn't think he was given a fair opportunity here. So I'm hoping that he gets that in Indiana. But with that trade, it creates a $6.8 million trade exception for the Knicks. So, With that said, the Knicks did do something here. They signed free agent guard Dante DiVincenzo. Signed him to a four-year, $50 million deal, which is a very good deal. They create, of course, a reunion with those Villanova guys, Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart. Josh Hart, we know, opted into his player option, so I think it's incumbent upon Leon Rose to take care of Josh Hart for doing such a move because that move created opportunity for the DiVincenzo move. So you definitely give Josh Hart props for that. Leon Rose, take care of that man because he did something he didn't have to do. He could have went on the open market and got more money, but he called himself doing a favor for the franchise and allowing them to bring in DiVincenzo. So take care of that man, Leon Rose. But, you know, this now puts a bullseye on the back of Tom Thibodeau and on Julius Randle. You now shipped out the young, talented forward in Toppin. You still need a 3 and D guy, to be honest, or a versatile forward. You still need that. And there's names that's still out there, by the way. A Kelly Oubre of the Charlotte Hornets. He's still not signed. I talked about Grant Williams. He's a guy who's a restricted free agent, but I think if the Knicks can pool their money together, they can possibly, remember you still have Evan Fournier on the books, so if you were to do a kind of sign and trade with Boston to bring in a Grant Williams, Grant Williams would be a perfect addition to this team. He can play either forward position, he could probably in small ball can play your center position if need be. Although you have a Isaiah Hartenstein who's been a stud here. That will solve a lot of your ills if you're the New York Knicks. Also, a guy like TJ Warren. Grant you, he's finally healthy. But that would be a total dice roll. 
This is a kid who before that foot was bothering him. He was a dynamic player. So could you catch lightning in the bottle with a TJ Warren? Maybe. Also, a guy like Jermichael Green. He's a guy who can be a solid backup at the four. Also, Darius Baisley. That's another name. Dario Sarage. P.J. Washington of the Charlotte Hornets, who I spoke about earlier. I think he returns to Charlotte, to be honest. And Matisse Tybel, he's a 3-and-D guy. He was dealt to Portland last year, so he's a guy that's kind of out there as a restricted free agent also. So those are a few names that are out there for the Knicks if they were to go that route. So we'll see what they do there. And then we'll talk about the Orlando Magic. They resign Franz brother Mo Wagner. They resign him at two years, sixteen million. So they keep him there along with his brother. So, and he knows the system over there. He's been a solid contributor. So definitely a wise signing there to resign him. And also they bring in a veteran, Joe Ingles, who was in Milwaukee last season. They bring him over at two years, twenty-two million. That's quite a bit of money there for Joe Ingles, who's on the other side of his 30s. So you bring in veteran help there, and he does that. His health, we got to see. Remember, he had the ACL injury, so he's still kind of working his way back into the player he once was. So we'll see what happens with that signing there. Orlando, you know, they're a young team. You just need to see these young players mature and blossom like Apollo Banquero. You drafted Anthony Black over there. Of course, you still have Jalen Suggs there. So we'll see what happens with that team. Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, I've been waiting to talk about them. So James Harden, he exercises his player option at $35.6 million. But he pulls a Kyrie, guys. He, he asks to be traded. So think about this for a minute, guys. James Harden has now axed out of three teams in two and a half years. Three teams. He axed out of Houston to go to Brooklyn. He goes to Brooklyn. He's not happy there, especially with all the Kyrie shenanigans. So he wants out of there. He goes to Philly where he's united with uh, Joel Embiid. Oh, by the way, who just won the league MVP. Harden congratulated him, gave him props, so forth. They get rid of their coach, Doc Rivers, because Doc Rivers and Harden supposedly didn't see eye to eye. So you make that move, you bring in a Nick Nurse. So you figured that's got Harden's blessing on it. But yeah, he still wants to be traded. This is the case of some people are never satisfied. And then what happens now for James Harden, who's a taker out there? Remember I talked about the Houston Rockets? Houston Rockets is off the table, guys. They're off the table now with all the moves they made. I'll talk about them. L.A. Clippers? Eh, I guess you could sell me on that. But why would Steve Ballmer want to get into the James Harden business? Maybe in L.A. he's happier? I don't know. But this is a mess, guys. And then the crowning irony to all this is his... Jackson to be traded has now been superseded by Dame Lillard and his axing to be traded. So I doubt if there's any movement on Harden. I don't think there'll be movement on Harden until Dame gets traded. 
And then that's going to be a long process. So you're talking about an ugly situation in Philadelphia. So I don't know what's going to become of it. We'll see what happens there. Also, news coming out of Philly. They're choosing not to extend Tyrese Maxey. This is a huge roll of the dice, guys. Therese Maxey had a bit of a coming out season last season. So you allow this kid, and I think Nick Nurse is going to be able to really get good play from him. So you're taking a huge risk here, allowing Tyrese Maxey to play out this season. I think the more the season goes on, the richer he becomes. And let me circle back to James Harden for a second. Like I said, Houston is off the table. I talked about Steve Ballmer and the Clippers. And there were some reports about the Knicks being interested in James Harden. Let me be 100% crystal clear here. The Knicks have no, no desire in bringing in a James Harden. I know a lot of people bring up the Knicks. It's like Knicks for clicks because they know the fan base will start foaming at the mouth. If Leon Rose gets into the James Harden business, it is a dereliction of duty. There's no way you can bring him here. No way. I gave you his resume. Three teams in the last two and a half years. You think he's going to be happy here in New York with this media, with this scrutiny? I mean, Philadelphia, you get scrutiny over there. But in New York, it's at least two to five times magnified. So I don't see the Knicks getting into that business at all. 100% no. But you know, ESPN, they have to entertain this foolishness for some of these Knicks fans who desperately wants a star. I think the Knicks all. They're just being thrown in there to be thrown in there. There's no legitimacy to them being interested in James Harden whatsoever. So I put that out there. But the Sixers do add Patrick Beverly to a one-year deal. He last played in Chicago, started the season in L.A. Philly, they're in a bit of a fix here with this Harden situation. So we will be watching and see what happens there. Then you have the Toronto Raptors. The Toronto Raptors, they resigned their center, Jacob Poulter, at four years, $80 million. So you pretty much sign him to the same money that you give Nikolai Vucevic. I'll take Vucevic seven days of the week. I know Jacob, he's a solid big man. Not in the class of a Vucevic, but Toronto made the choice and they signed him to the $20 million a year deal. So, good for him. Good for him. And they also signed point guard Dennis Schroeder. Him being with the Lakers last season. They signed him to a two-year, $26 million deal. So, happy for Schroeder. Remember, a few years back, he fumbled the bag. So, it seems like he kind of recouped it a bit, but... Dennis Schroeder now in Toronto for the Raptors. And of course, they lose point guard Fred Van Fleet going to Houston. I'll talk about the Houston story when I get to them. And they're exploring Pascal Siakam trade packages. So, of course, you know, they got a lot of similar big men over there. So, you know, they're doing the wise thing and entertaining deals for Siakam. But Siakam's a player who's a very solid player. I'm sure there's a market for him. If I could think of a team off the top of my head, I probably couldn't right off the top of my head. 
maybe OKC can get into the Pascal Siakam business over there, that he'd be a nice addition over there. That's the team that immediately jumps into my head. Anyhow, so that's the Toronto story there. And then lastly, Washington. Of course, Washington was busy prior to free agency trading Christophe Porzingis as well as Bradley Beal and then receiving Chris Paul and then shipping him out. But they do trade point guard Monty Morris to Detroit. So that creates for them a $9.8 million exemption. And then add that along with the mid-level exemption they already have at $7.8 million. So they could do a few things, a few interesting things there. And then, of course, they re-sign Kyle Kuzma to a four-year, $102 million deal. So you have a nice little nucleus there with Kuzma. Tyus Jones, Jordan Poole, so nice young players there. So Washington kind of retooling over there. So we'll see what happens with them. So that is your East story. Like I said, I'm going to break this up. I'll talk about the Western Conference moves, free agency trades, so forth. All right, guys. So as always, I thank you for listening. Much appreciated. All things basketball with GD.com. That's the website there. YouTube, I'm there. All your social medias, platforms where they carry podcasts, I'm there as well. All right, guys? So until then, we'll talk soon. So, my peeps, if you like what you're listening to, you can go to my website, www.allthingsbasketballwithgd.com. You can also email me at thatsportsdugd.com at gmail.com to support this podcast you can go to my paypal and that email is that sports gd at gmail.com also on my anchor page i have a support button there that you can also use to help the podcast i'm on all the major platforms like anchor spreaker google Podcasts, Amazon, SoundCloud, YouTube, Castbox, Radio Public, Podchaser, just to name a few. And also, you can find me on social media Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Clubhouse, and Fanbase. So, once again, I thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. And take care and be safe.